All right, there we go. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm seriously like so nervous about this tracking pad. I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know how to use it. It sucks. Um, tracking pads should be outlawed. They really should. I mean, I guess I'm glad I have this alternate. But Forget still. abortion. Let's concentrate <laughs> on tracking pads. <laughs> Priorities, people. <laughs> Come on. In hot as shit middle-aged mama studios in Austin, Texas, I'm Hillary Livingston Butler, and this show has everything. And we're back, baby! As I said on the show Jamboree, we might physically be back in our homes, but I'm not sure we're all there emotionally or, you know, spiritually. But let's check in with my fellow hosts and see. From Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Ann Lundholm. Hi, Ann. Hi, Hillary. I crawled right back into my nest. I'm never leaving again. <laughs> I'm um, home! No- not not to, like, I mean, this is not a spoiler, but, like, the night I got home, do you know what I watched? What? <laughs> I'll give you three options to guess what I watched. Pelican, Pelican Reef. Reef. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it was guess one. Uh, Phil. Two Cathedrals Phil. episode of... <laughs> no, no. They knew! <laughs> yes! <laughs> You didn't get enough of Boston. I know. I was like, well, no, I had to like make myself mad at Boston. So I was like, let's just Mm -hmm. like dig into this. And I was like, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. And I realized that I had purchased it at some point. So I had it just right there ready. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Nothing says wind down after a stressful (laughs) trip. Like little, like a a little, yeah. Church pedophilia. (laughs) Um. Uh, anyway, from Garden View Studios in Albany, New York, it's Bobby Pay. Hi, Bobby. Hi there. When you said um, hot as shit middle-aged mama studios, <laughs> was that modifying the middle-aged mom? Are you, you know, a hot as shit middle-aged mom? I, I mean, come on. Uh, no, I really, it's the temperature. I smell a new mug. <laughs> Excuse me. I saw the beach pictures. Oh, you are man. hot as shit, girl. Thanks. Um, no, I really meant it as the temperature because it's been 100 degrees consistently since like May 15th or something, which mm-hmm. is kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am also hot as shit. <laughs> and finally from, no, I mistyped this. I Finally from No Bame Studios in, Lin- <laughs> in Linwood, Washington. That too. It's Christy Wise. <laughs> Hi, Christy. Hello. Hi. Um, Hi. All right, this is an oops all small talk slash co-host catch-up show, so we'll jump right into the mailbag, then talk about what the hell we did these past two weeks. Of course, we'll recommend some stuff and tell you how you can get involved with the show. Um, I guess let's just jump to the mailbag, Anne. Let's do it. We'll jump to the mailbag <laughs> using our jump to the mailbag <laughs> mat that we yes, made. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So we got a few emails this week from our dear friend Mackenzie. He says, hi, all. My wife, Wendy, and I finally achieved our COVID delayed honeymoon. We're in Budapest. Would love to send you all an actual postcard if one of you is able to supply an address that the U.S. Postal Service will recognize. If not, that's okay. Just remember, we thought of you. Take care. Oh, it's really what a scam. Sweet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't click the link. 
Yeah, did any of you get a letter from Mackenzie asking, saying, if we only had a working social security <laughs> number? Uh, I'm jealous, though. Budapest is, is an awesome town. I had a really, really good time. Though I think they're like... <clears throat> I've listened to a couple of podcasts where they're like the blueprint for what the United States is going to do. It's like, we're just slowly taking away rights, but you know, it seems like a democracy. Anyway, it's a lovely city regardless. I don't know. seems like Victor Orban has, you know, his priorities in order. <laughs> Family first. <laughs> well, we are wishing the both of you the best on your honeymoon. Finally, you know what it seems like this is um, previewing our, our talk a little bit, our, our, travel catch up but it seems like every time i have traveled we're right in the middle of a covid upswing yep so it was at christmas when we were deltaing away and now we've got these ba4 slash 5 variants coming out i you know they keep changing i know how they label the variants i'm like can we pick one and stick with it i understand (laughs) that you know we didn't want to attach place names to them anymore because we're so fucking xenophobic yeah. in this country but and okay we did go through the entire greek alphabet so i suppose <laughs> we had to move on but uh, it's getting hard to remember but can we do like roman numerals or something like yeah do it mythology style yeah <laughs> like super bowl <laughs> yes god <laughs> yeah that- i'm a big fan of covid four when he finally takes out the russian <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But my point is that um, Mackenzie and Wendy had the COVID-delayed honeymoon, and right when they get around to actually being able to take it, here we go on the upswing again. It just seems unfair at this point. What are we supposed to do? You make your plans, and then some new variant comes in six weeks later, and you're like, well, shit, now what? Um. I guess you just get COVID. <laughs> I guess you just get COVID. That seems just to be the strategy. Be ready to take a week and a half off after yeah. your trip. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, and, uh, moving on from our friend Jack Taylor, he says, hey, y'all, I have an idea for a future episode of this show has everything. Why do we travel? With all your recent travels, I'd be interested in a show where you come up with the top 10 locations on Earth a person should visit during their lifetime. I see you each coming to the show with a few destinations, and you whittle it down with some give and take. Also, Kirby and I will be making our first big trip in years when we join a group of theater patrons for a trip to New York City and Washington, D.C. to see a number of Broadway shows and to sightsee. This will be Kirby's first trip to New York City and my first in more than two decades. I'd love to hear from you all on your travel and packing tips. We will be gone for 10 days. What's your tips on what to take and what to leave? Not being a frequent flyer, are there any ways to make the airport experience better? I would also be interested in an episode on exploring the U.S. by car. Jeremy would be a great resource (laughs) on this topic and would have a lot of great stories. Well, Jack, it depends. Are you keen to sleep in the car and like wash yourself in a puddle <laughs> because then Jeremy can be your guide on that. Anyway, Jack finishes up. Have a great summer. I'm looking forward to some new episodes, but have enjoying those of the past with the quote unquote wit and quote unquote wisdom of Mike. <laughs> I have listened to the past two episodes while finishing up at the Chateau Saint-Michel summer concerts. I'm always the last one to leave the stage and facility. It's nice to have you guys along for the ride. All the best, Jack. Jack, I thought you retired. You're busier than I am. I know. Seriously. <laughs> Honest a- to God. It's a soft retirement. 
I suppose so. Well, when you're Jack and you can do everything, you probably get called out of retirement quite often. Jack of all trades. (laughs) Sorry. That was really corny. Um, Well, I would love to do a travel show eventually. Packing tips. I don't know. If Jack and Kirby are going soon, we might not have a show up in time for them to get any benefit from. So for my tip, I would just say... Download the airline app. Yeah. It's yes. really helpful. Yeah. Hmm? Mm-hmm. It's, you get your boarding pass. I don't know about all the other apps, but mine, like, tracks my bags. I get notifications. Yes. So it's like, your bag is on board, flight, whatever, whatever. It tells you where your baggage carousel is, all of the stuff. It tells you when you get to board. It just takes a lot of the uh, anxiety out of it. For sure. I totally agree. I like lived, I mean, not that it's my favorite airline, but I lived on the American app preview for, uh, in a few minutes, but yes, the American app was very important to me, uh, the past two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a terrible packer, so I really have not great tips. I'm like, especially if I'm going on a longest trip, I'm like, so everything I'm currently wearing like I, now, that's what I should bring, right? And then I get to the location. And I'm like, what was I? Why did I bring this? <laughs> Where did I think I was going? Well, I yeah, did you think it was weird that you brought your own iron. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that, but I would bring like a whole work outfit. Like, why am I? I'm not going to work. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I've learned to be less optimistic about what I'm going to accomplish when mm-hmm. I get there because I'm like oh this hotel has a gym I'm gonna bring three days of workout clothes <laughs> no no you're not no you're, you're not just don't lie to yourself I mean you really have to decide because tennis shoes take up a lot of space so if yeah. I'm gonna bring my Brooks running shoes like I gotta be sure you wear that... those on the plane yeah yes yep. exactly you wear your biggest yeah, yeah. shoes mm-hmm. your biggest shirt and your biggest pants like jeans <laughs> and a sweatshirt that's absolutely true. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm a size 13, and if I want to bring multiple pairs of shoes, it eats up most of my suitcase. Yeah. So, yeah, I wear my biggest shoes and then just hope to put, like, my flip-flops in my bag. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> Big clown shoes. <laughs> all, all of my shoes are yeah. clown shoes. <laughs> and I also uh, stuff my socks and my underwear into my shoes. Like, if I pack yeah. my running shoes... We'll see how many pairs of socks I can get in there. Um, I don't want to derail us into like packing talk, but how do we feel about packing cubes? It's like such a hot thing right now. And I've I've found necessity for them in my own home. We keep our sheets in packing cubes just to keep them like all together. Um, What is a packing cube? It's like those like a little... How to explain? They're like way to separate things. Yeah, right? it's like they're little zippered pockets, basically, that you can pack. Like, oh, my underwear goes in this one, and my shirts go in this. But I don't understand. And everybody's like, oh, this has saved me, um, you know, in all of my packing. And I'm like, but doesn't it just add more fabric to the situation? I don't really understand it. Well, it seems like it would decrease your flexibility. I'm looking yeah. here because you're transforming everything into rectangles. Yes. Now you've got yes. to fit the rectangles together. Yes, exactly. Which I guess is more tetris and more I, lo- logical. you got to be able to fill those nooks and crannies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, yeah, I, we use them in the home, but I have never used them in traveling. I just really like to look for a thing with a pocket because I like to 
have my dirty clothes in one. You know, I don't like a big, just open space. Like I do like to have pockets that I can separate things out. Like my underwear and bras and all that can go into a different little area. And my many bathing suits that I brought on. I brought so many bathing suits on this damn trip. And I was, I think I wore two. Um, anyway, but yeah, so, you know, we will definitely, we definitely have thoughts on it. I believe, uh, Bobby, I know that you are an, you were formerly an intrepid, uh, traveler. Yes. I, as I've been pestering you all for the last couple of weeks, I had to do a thing for a class I'm taking where I had to give three fun facts about myself, which I know will come around to be used in icebreakers at some point. And one of my fun facts is that I flew over a hundred times in 2019. God. And then <laughs> I think it was, it was actually 108. I think it's the final total. I have a spreadsheet. And then like what? Um, two, three times in 2020. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think um, just to roll, roll your clothes and just always have space left when you're leaving because you're going to need it when you're coming back. Yeah. The clothes seem to get bigger. They do. Yeah, yeah. Always. Everything <laughs> gets bigger. Clothes are bigger. <laughs> And you're gonna you're gonna buy stuff like you're yeah. going to you're going to New York yeah. in DC. Like you're gonna want a dumb street three dollar t shirt or a Statue of Liberty lighter or I don't know. You're gonna want stuff. And Shot glasses. <laughs> that deck of cards with naked ladies on it that have nothing to do with New York City. Oh god. So, a Donna you know. Karen with a C bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so sometimes I'll take like an empty drawstring bag, one of those really flimsy ones that you get from free for places I have about a hundred Albany Symphony ones now. And I'll just pack it in my bag so that I'll have that extra bag for toting things around. Even if it's just to pack stuff in. So like separating my dirty laundry yeah. from my last yep. clean outfit or, or whatever, just, uh, you never know what's going to come up or if my shoes get filthy or something like that. So, I always pack yeah. a grocery, uh, not a grocery bag. Well, a plastic grocery sure, bag. Sure, it's just yeah. the dirty clothes yeah. just go in there. How do you have any more? I feel like they've become a relic. Oh, honey, this is Minnesota. Yeah. We're God, still not I there have... yet. Yeah. yeah. I know. I go to the, my H-E-B um, doesn't give those, but if you go to the bur- suburban H-E-Bs, they're like, how many plastic bags do you want? <laughs> <laughs> All of them. All of them, please. All of them. I use them for lunch sacks. Mm-hmm. Yep. I use them for a uh, bathroom trash bag. Yes, exactly. Yep. Exactly. Oh, I've had to buy garbage bags in that size so, now. It's... Oh, shit. <sighs> well... It's definitely a topic. <laughs> for sure. Thank you, producer Jack. Yeah, we just mean the garbage bag talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, since we didn't uh do a question of the week, well, we sort of had one a couple weeks ago, but we it's been, you know, it's been like 3 weeks. So, should we just move on to medium talk? Well, let's do that. Sure. All right. Well, we were, you know, all returning to our homes. We're like you know, the lead up to the Jamboree or like, should we just do a breakdown of what we've done for the past two weeks? I mean, we were absent and we sort of knew we were, but then all of a sudden we were like, oh shit, we're all really like, you know, gonna be gone for a little bit and, you know, maybe could have thrown something together, but it just seemed too much. And the older I get, sometimes things to seem to be too much and I just don't have the energy <laughs> for it. Um, for instance, when I was packing to come to my mom's house the first week I was gone, I had to take my work computer with me and I could have taken my um, podcasting computer and I was like, I just can't. I just can't. Like, I like, I just, I could. I, it was not a heavy lift. It would just seem like emotionally too much for me at that point so so i think on the show we have it's fine tm and now we have too much tm (laughs) it's 
too much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> too much. So anyway, when we all got back, we were like, we just need to have a show to break down what's going on over the past two weeks because we've all like been through some really fun times, really great times, but some, you know, trials and tribulations along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Anne, why don't you go first? Uh, well, trials and tribulations, that is the truth. So I was quite sad that I did not have the opportunity to join all of you gathering together in Austin for Mike's Memorial, but it was only because I had, I was going to say had, (laughs) I was lucky enough to get to go to my baby brother Matt's wedding. This past weekend. Now, the sweetest baby angel I ever. I know. <laughs> Technically, Mike's memorial was the weekend before, and then Matt's wedding was the next weekend. But as I said to you, I'm not Bobby. <laughs> I can't go jetting <laughs> off to one place, turn around, come back for a couple of days, and then go to another place. There's just no way that that's going to happen. So, unfortunately, I had to make the reasonable decision to not see all of you so that I would be prepared and okay to go to San Francisco for this wedding, which I did. Let me tell you all about it. Uh, The wedding was held in Half Moon Bay, which is about half an hour south of San Francisco along the coast. It's disgusting. It's, You'd never want to go oh, there. It's so it, ugly. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, temperatures wow, were... Wow, that's going to be something to cut out. <laughs> temperatures... I, I don't mean cut out of the show. I mean isolate for later use. <laughs> temperatures were 65 to 75 degrees. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yes. Considering that had been well into the 90s in Minnesota for the past few weeks, it was so lovely to get there. And um, the wedding wasn't in Half Moon Bay itself. It was in the hills south of town. And it's one of these California coastal, it, it was a ranch. But so you drive south of town and then you go, they're not mountains, but they're, it's hill and canyon and ridge. And it's these little winding one lane roads, single lane roads, and not single lane in each direction, single lane. Uh, oh, wow. And so, yes, you were on the edge of the ravine, sheer drop down to the bottom of the canyon. And then people had to navigate past each other, which was not too big of a deal because there wasn't a lot of traffic, um, no phone cell service. So if you got into trouble up there, um, you really had a problem that was going to have to be solved with hiking or something like that. But it was a very scary drive to get up there. And my mom was sitting in the passenger seat and she was practically like climbing into my lap to try (laughs) and get away from the edge because it was quite harrowing. But it was beautiful up there in that very like California hills sort of way. And that's where the wedding was. Um, Let's see. The wedding itself was really lovely. It was... Um, very relaxed and low key, but the kind of low key that, you know, a lot of work went into being able to be that low key and Matt's vows made everybody cry. And I'm not kidding. They were so beautiful. The things that he said. And then Meredith's, um, vows, she did the sweetest thing. She took all the notes that Matt 
had ever written to her and mined mm-hmm. them and remixed them to create her own vowels. Oh, wow. God, I they're know. so creative. Right? Yes. Well, she used to be an English teacher. She was a middle school English teacher. And that was an assignment. She used not to write wedding vows, but to, <laughs> to mine. Children, it's time. But to mine other writing and um, take things from it and use it in a new way. So they did that. And their uh, processional song was Queen, Another One Bites the Dust. So it was very, very fun. And I got the job of actually playing the wedding music, like pressing play on the iPhone at the appropriate time. And so I was like, I can do this. And so I was like swelling the music at the appropriate time and backfading it out at the appropriate time and going into the next song. So that was my participation in the wedding, I felt. Like, I did a good job of that. Even, I am 100% sure of it. Yeah, well, even though I was a little freaked out because it was on an iPhone, and I, you know I'm a, I'm an Apple holdout. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what buttons to push. <laughs> but it was fine. And then they brought in a dance floor, and they had a live band. And I don't know if it was an open bar or not, because obviously I didn't go to it. But the the alcohol was uh, free-flowing, let's put it that way. And everybody had a really, really great time. Um, my mom gave a toast. It was more of a speech than a toast. And about halfway through it, I leaned over to my brother Carl and I was like, is she killing this? She's killing this. She... She told the funniest stories about Matt, and then she said some beautiful things about Meredith, and then she talked about my dad, so everyone was laughing, and then crying, and then laughing again. It was really a nice thing. Like, I had no idea that um, she knew how to do that kind of thing. That's cool. Yeah, so it's like seeing a new side of your mom. Who's barking? (laughs) Buddy, buddy's like I'm hot. <laughs> yep, it's that's exactly me. It. I'm sorry. Arf, arf. Buddy, shut up. <laughs> that's okay. Hi, buddy. You have thoughts about weddings. I can tell. <laughs> um, so that was the great part of the wedding. Oh, I'm putting a link. I think this should be a link. We'll get you a picture of the bride and groom uh, there, who were just look like a million bucks in all of that. Um. So. The interesting part of it was the transportation and the flights went fine. But on the Friday, the day before the wedding, I was driving to the party. It wasn't really a rehearsal dinner. It was a night before a party and my low tire pressure light came on just before I was about to drive up into the hills. And I thought, no, we're not going to do that. And luckily, I was meeting some people. They had encouraged us to carpool because there wasn't a lot of parking at the top of the hill. So I was going to meet a couple of Matt's friends at the bottom of the hill and drive together. And I had meant to offer to be the one who drove up because I'd been there the day before. But I thought, you know what? I think I'll ride with you. We'll just leave this car here. Cannot deal with it right now. Yeah. I will deal with it when we get done with this party. And uh, I was talking to my stepsister and my brother-in-law and telling them about this. And my brother-in-law was like, well, just get a ride down with us and I'll like kick the tires and look at it for you. And he's one of those men that can do everything. Yeah. Um, he's an engineer. And so 
he can he can do all the mechanical stuff so we drove down and we looked at it and he kicked the tires and he was like i don't know why don't you just follow us to gas station and we'll put some air in it and see how it goes and we were at the gas station and my stepsister was looking at the tire and she said there's a nail in it and it was a huge nail it was 9 30 at night the night before the wedding um, I put enough air in it to get back to the hotel and then I called national rental and they said, well, this model doesn't have a spare. So in those cases, we would like to tow the car. Ugh. And I said, okay, that's cool. It took until <clears throat> mm, 10, 15 before a tow truck driver called me and said, I'm on my way. It'll be an hour. And I said, cool. And then I looked at the, there's an app, you know, because everything has an app. And National, like, sent me his location tracker. And it said 117 minutes away. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> don't, I don't think he's going to be here in an hour. <laughs> but, like, I wanted to be there when he came. I wanted to hand off the keys and make sure that I understood everything that was going to happen. So I'm like, fine, I'll wait up till midnight. Um... She called later and left a voicemail. It went straight to voicemail because cell reception was so bad where he said, yeah, it's going to be a while. Why don't you just leave the keys at the front desk of the hotel and I'll come and get them from them when I get there. And I really didn't want to do that. But at 1245 a.m., I said, I have to go to sleep. So I went and dropped the keys off with Bill, the front desk, and went and tried to sleep and was woken at 2.21 a.m. Oh. by the sound of a tow truck beeping as it backed up in the parking lot. Oh. And I wasn't going to go out there, but I knew what it was. And I felt so guilty because I'm like, I'm just, dis- I mean, I, I'm disturbing all the other guests out here who can presumably also hear a tow truck yeah. backing around for 15 minutes. Uh, and then I got up at 5.45 a.m. and took an Uber to the airport to get a new car. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Because I had heard so much about how rental agencies are running out of cars. Yeah. Yeah. And my stepsister and brother-in-law almost had that happen to them. They got Their flight came in on Friday at 8 a.m. And he said that there were only five cars left in the parking lot. And Jesus. Yes. And George at National Car Rental at SFO said, yeah, it was smart that you came because Saturdays are busy and they're busy early. So Yeah. Yeah. You nabbed a car. Oh, so, so anyways, uh, we referenced hot shit at the <laughs> beginning of this episode. <laughs> By the time I got back to my hotel, I felt like hot shit. Yes. But I did not dare to go back to sleep because what if then I go, I wake up and it's one thirty, and I haven't taken a shower yeah, or yeah. anything like I can't miss Wait, the wait, wedding. what time was the wedding? Three. Okay. So it's not like you had until like 7.30 or something. No. Like you, and... Yeah. And they hired a couple of shuttle buses to take people up there for the wedding because they really, really, really didn't want people to drink and drive well, yeah, on those yeah, roads. Yeah. So you had to be ready for the shuttle at like 2.15 or something like that. Um, so, yes, I was basically falling over with tiredness and I did leave the wedding at like 8.45. I would have liked to stay later. But I was just so tired, and my 
stepsister and brother-in-law were leaving and offered again to give me a ride. And I didn't know what time the shuttles were going to stay till. Are they staying till midnight? Are they staying till two? I don't know, but I can't stay that long. So yeah, yeah. you're like, I'm just going to play this one yep. safe. Yeah. Yep. So it was a lot of stress on that end. And I felt absolutely wrecked all day Saturday and absolutely wrecked all day Sunday. And then Monday I was home uh, but I slept till 11 a.m. And then I woke up and had some lunch. And at 12.30, I said, fuck this. And I went back to bed until 3.30. <laughs> nice. And then I went back to bed at 11 again. So, <laughs> Oh, that sucks. I mean, it sounds like the wedding was really fun. It just is like when you're kind of delirious from lack of sleep, it sort of puts a pall yeah, on and And it really... The thing that I wish that I'd known is Matt was very kind. He offered to let me stay up at the ranch with them. There were two houses, like the bunk house and the guest house or something. But so my mom stayed up there. Carl and my sister-in-law Libby and their boys stayed up there. And Matt was up there. And all of Meredith's family was up there and some of their friends. Um, But what he'd said when he was offering it to me, he was something like, you know... Um, but we have a room for you, but it's with Meredith's parents. So you'll be in a space with them. And I was like, "Mm." (laughs) it's a, it's a lovely offer, but I'd never met her parents before. And you know me, like I'm not hot on spending time with strangers anyway. No. no. And I was like, I don't, are we sharing a bathroom? (laughs) What's the deal? Maybe I'll Mm -mm. just get a hotel room. It turned out, of course they are lovely people sure and it would have been no problem but i hate i have this thing even if like relatives are staying at my house i'm like i don't like to wake up and have to deal with people that i don't know first thing like well and sometimes even then i'm like i don't want to deal with anybody i just want to be by myself first yeah thing yeah that little like nesting yes. impulse but it did hamper things a lot because yeah. then it was a 25 minute drive up these awful roads to go be with my family. Yeah. So I didn't get to see people the way that I would have liked to. I just basically chilled down in the hotel room um, for all the time that I wasn't out doing stuff, which was fine. It was yeah. fine. It's yeah. just I didn't I didn't quite understand what the situation was going to be like or might have made a different choice. And that's nobody's fault at yeah. all. Yeah. It's just, you know, sometimes you just don't know until you get there. Yeah, totally. But all in all, it went well. They got married. It was great. We got home safe. Everything was on time. Now I know what to do if I get a flat tire in a (laughs) rental car in a remote location in California. (laughs) Uh, What if that specific thing, that exact thing happens again? (laughs) You're like, what are the chances? And honestly, it was really not that big of a deal. Like, props to national they make it pretty easy it's just that the timing of it was real difficult yeah yeah on all of that it was the timing slash like the semi-remoteness of where y'all were it seems like right and and my brother-in-law was like well so they brought a car out for you right and I was like no I had to go to the airport and get it and he was all offended on my behalf (laughs) And I said, well, it didn't cost me anything because it was actually pretty slick. National, like, texted me a link and they said, 
anytime in the next 24 hours, just click the link and it'll call you an Uber to take you to the airport. Oh, so I didn't nice. have to pay for yeah, it or that's anything. Ni- that's nice. That's yeah. really nice. But yeah. he was still like, but your time, you lost two hours of your time. And I said, eh. but the thing is, I would rather be the master of my own destiny a yeah. little bit on this yeah. so that I can do it at a time which makes sense for me. Because what if they said, yeah, we can have a car out for you by 2 p.m.? Yeah. And you're I like, would have been I like, can't. no, no, yeah. no. So, yes, it cost me a couple of hours, but I'm actually fine with that. Well, uh, did they go on a honeymoon? Um, they are going, um, shoot, Matt told me, and I was distracted because his friend Fuji brought a bagel that he had deep fried fried in bacon grease Ooh. and put bacon in a fried egg in the center of. I think I was focused on that when he was telling me. You're like, I am officially more interested in this story <laughs> now. Oh my God. It was probably one of the best things I've ever eaten that in my life. delicious. Wait, did yeah. he make it? Yeah. Yeah. He was just cooking oh. it in the house when I was up there before we left. Yeah. So you fry the bacon and then you put the bagel in it cut side up and you crack the egg into the hole and you fry it for a while and then you flip it over and then when it comes off you put the bacon on it um we'll have i want to meet him <laughs> yes but but the hun the not it's not that i think the official honeymoon they're just going for like a few days somewhere in the california area but yeah. i think they were talking about going to italy eventually so we shall see cool well, I'm jealous of the weather, and Happy Bay is gorgeous. So, and Mazel Tov to Matt and Meredith. Yep. yep, yep. They're good kids. They are. I, I like a. I like a youngest mm-hmm. having a good day. <laughs> um. All right. I'm gonna. I, I'm going to start with my two weeks because I was Bobby in these two weeks. I, I lived a Bobby lifestyle, Bobby in 2019 lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Bobby in 2022 lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, most of that's just driving across the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know the Las Vegas thing. Yes. Yes. Fly to Los. Lo- oh, no, that wasn't Vegas. That was Los Angeles. Los Angeles for two days. Go back, throw in a tux, work six <laughs> concerts. God, that sucked so hard. Yeah, <laughs> was uh, the worst. To get too old for this shit. Um, okay, so I was telling the story at work, like what I basically what I've done, and I was like, this is too long. I need to narrow. Like I need to refine my story. So I'm going to try to refine it. All right. A couple of months ago, Dave. Um, is like Mr. Um, softball dad. Like he's in control of Bridget's softball future. I think he's trying to get her like scholarship or something. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so he had found this camp for her in Milton, Massachusetts, a Nike softball camp. They have them all over the place. They're franchised. But he found there was one in Milton, which is, um, it was at uh, Milton Academy, which is a two minute drive from his mom's house. And so he was like, I, I think I want to sign Bridget up for this. And you know, we know what we can do. Okay. I'll take her up there. I'll work at my mom's house while she goes to camp. And then the next week we'll go to Cape Cod. You and Rory join us and we'll go to Cape Cod. And I was like, that sounds great. Awesome. So I told my mom about this. This was like way back in March or April. 
I told my mom about this. I said, yeah, they're going to do that. I think, And then J- Rory and I are going to fly out um, to Cape Cod or to Boston go to Cape Cod. And she was like, how about the week before when they're in um, – when she's at camp, why don't you and Rory come up here? You work from Dallas. Rory can go to camp during the day, and we'll just hang out and, you know, whatever. And you fly out from Dallas and go. And I was like, mm, okay, yeah, that sounds fine. And, you know, when pro- this is a problem with me is when plans are somewhat vague, not vague, but so far out and abstract, I'm like, sounds great. That <laughs> sure. sounds great. Uh-huh. Yeah, some, yeah, I'm totally going to agree to that. And then the closer it gets, I'm like, oh, shit. And, and it's not about my mom. It's more like driving up to Dallas and having all the stuff with me and just kind of negotiating all of that. So it's fine. It's getting closer and closer. I actually ended I was going to go up the Sunday. I don't even know what date it was, whatever the, tw- whatever date it was, the uh, 10th or something. I was going to go up then. But then as I previously discussed, uh, Missy, best friend of the show, her dad had passed. So I was like, well, I want to go up there. I want to be with her. Um, a little bit so and I can spend some time so Rory and I drove up Saturday it's really fun because I like can't let him watch anything can't watch an iPad he can't read a book he can't look at anything except out the window because I know he will barf all over my car so it's like (laughs) trying to keep him entertained you just got the barf out from last time (laughs) I know Mm -hmm. and Bridget got in my car this morning and said still kind of smells like barf and I was like shut up it's your barf um anyway so we um we drive up there, um, and that was all good. I I worked um, in Dallas for that week. Of course, like it wasn't that busy, and they were, you know, I, another thing that I've realized about myself is I have lost the ability to work without two screens. I'm like, I don't know how to do this, oh, and yeah. I was trying to connect yep. to my dad's monitor, but I couldn't really quite. I didn't have the right cord for it, and I was trying to edit a PDF, and I needed to look at the PDF and edit. Like I needed to have two versions of it open so I could kind of like slide something over to another thing. And it was it took me so much longer. Anyway, it was fine. I had a couple of little emergencies, but ended up working out. We had a great time. I saw a bunch of friends. I went up to Denton to see Missy on Thursday. We went to a water park in Denton, which was fun with the kids, and had a great time. Friday, okay. That was my time in Dallas. But obviously, before then, um, we had found out about Mike's memorial. You know, Emily messaged me when it was going to be. And it was the weekend that (laughs) Rory and I were flying up to Boston to go to Cape Cod. And I was like, God damn it. Like, of all the weekends it could be, it's like the one that I am not in town. (laughs) Like, I can't believe this. I really want to be there. And where it took place is what two miles from my house it's super close to my house and so I was like god damn it like this is so annoying and I kept kind of telling Dave like "Ah, I might try to go and he was very much like do what you want to do it's fine and that weekend that the day that it took place we weren't actually going to Cape Cod until Monday so I was like well if I got there on we're going Rory and I get to Boston on Friday I could leave on Saturday and come back on Monday and but then I looked at the flight costs and they were outrageous it was ridiculous and I wasn't going to spend that kind of money but then I looked at my like chase account (laughs) points and I was like I have a lot of points here so um I found a ticket and it was good times it didn't it didn't mess anybody up like my flight from Boston on Saturday was at noon. So it wasn't like anybody had to get up crazy early. I got in at like, you know, three. So Dave could just pick me up and we could go to the Cape. Great. Okay. So for Rory and I on Friday fly up to fly out of DFW to uh, Boston. That actually was fine on it. It was like a 
nothing burger of a trip. It was really easy. And except that when we were going through security, you know, children don't have to take off their shoes. And Rory was like, loudly, why do you have to take off your shoes? And I was like, I can't talk about this right now. I, I will tell you later, but I can't talk about this right now. And he was like, but I don't understand why. And I'm like, just stop. I can't. Because the I GSA <laughs> is afraid I might have a bomb, honey. <laughs> I know. I know. One guy. One guy. I know. Um, I was commenting on that. One dude, one time, ruined it for everybody. millions of people. And I guess I know I could get TSA pre-check, but I previously hadn't flown that much. So I was like, anyway, I'm just like, let's get through. It actually was fine. Not a big deal. We get through. Um, We get to Boston. We get back to Dave's mother's house around 10. I just shut. And Bridget and his mom were asleep. I shovel Rory to bed. Dave and I go to sleep, wake up. I have coffee with my mother-in-law and then it's off um, to the, um, to Logan Airport to go fly back to Austin, um, which was just like, I don't live that lifestyle. It was very weird. It felt odd, but uh, here we go. So my flight was easy peasy get to Austin around three something. Well, the whole also, the caveat that I had for Dave, again, Dave was very supportive of this. So I, but I have to, I, I feel guilty. So I have to like make everything okay. I said, listen, listen, I'm actually saving us money by doing this. He's like, okay, please tell me how. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, you're parked at, like, he had to park at the Austin airport because they left really early that morning and I, whatever, they just drove their, themselves. And I said, I'm going to take your car out of long-term parking. So I'm going to save us like, you know, 30 something dollars while I'm there. Whoa. And, and he was like, okay, right. Great. Awesome. So I land, I'm like getting over to the car. He's, you know, he had, I had made sure I had his keys. I made sure I had my house keys. I, I, I had where he was parked. I'm like ready to go get into the car. It won't start. (laughs) It won't fucking start. And I was like, are you kidding me? This whole time, this was like my whole little, you know, it was fine, but it was one of those, like, I had a plan. This was my plan. Um, so luckily I did know, um, that Will, pilot Will was flying roughly around the same time I was and he was renting a car. So not literally, he was a passenger. Oh yeah. He was a passenger. He did not fly. He did not fly. He was not flying. Yeah. He was a passenger on an Alaska, um, yes, Alaska flight coming in and he had rented a car. So he swooped in and picked me up. Thank God. Um, Anyway, so that we had kind of like what, guys? We had like messaged each other. What should we do on Saturday night? The the memorial was on Sunday around 11. So we're like, what should we do? And I just thought, let's all just go to my house. We'll get some food and drinks. And it's so hard to get reservations. And we don't know how many people are going to actually be there. Who's going to show up? We'll just come to my house. Easy, right? So um, Will took me to HEB. He dutifully followed me around with a car. I actually had to tell him one time. I was like, I need you to just stay right there because, like, I'm just going to gather, and I don't need you to, like, I I might change direction at any time. So, like, I need you to stay, and I'll bring all the shit back to you. He's like, okay, okay. So we get all the food and drink. We hadn't gone to the house yet, but I was like, whatever, it's fine. We'll get to the house. We get to the house, and I walked in. You know, nobody had been there in about a week. Um, And I was like, it's a little bit warmer in here than I had thought it was going to be. I didn't turn the downstairs AC up that much because I kind of knew that I – I mean, I didn't keep it low, but I didn't turn it up that much. And I went in the um, the – not the air conditioning unit, but the – whatever, the controller was blank. Just blank. Uh Just blank. So it's like as if – 
I was trying to explain, like, the air conditioning worked, but it's as if you, like, don't have a remote control to the TV. Like, I don't know what to do from here. Um, anyway, so I went to the, I did all the stuff. Like, I went to the circuit breaker. I went and checked. I, like, I got Will to go up in the attic to see if there was any water, like, in the pan or whatever, because I finally got into Austin Energy, and they thought that might be it. No, it was, like, nothing. We couldn't figure it out. Like, we could not, we could not figure it out. I think Will saw my, the rageful side of me, where I, <laughs> like, was trying to, this is when I was trying to get Austin Energy on the phone, and every time I pushed a button to, like, connect to the operator, it would hang up on me, and I did it where I, like, had my phone in my hand, and I started to slam it down on the, like, granite countertops in my house, and, but, like, I was, like, with so much power about to slam it, but I, like, kind of slowed it down <laughs> right before, because I was, you like... You pulled your punch? Yes, I was, like, I can't buy a new phone right now. I can't, that can't be on the <laughs> list of things I have to deal with. So, from that point, I mean, I think will message you guys and was like it's about 80 degrees down here um you know i guess we my air, upstairs air conditioning was working fine but i didn't think people really wanted to like have drinks and snacks in my bedroom so or bridget or rory's bedroom it's a different kind of party <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so we i brought a fan down it was hot but everybody came and we had a fun night that night right guys i thought so despite the heat yeah, <laughs> it's like sure. well, kind of. You introduced me to my new love, pimento oh, cheese. I did, I did. So I had gotten pimento. I had gotten the. I did the thing that we had talked about on a previous show, where you get a bunch of like pre-made snacks, but then you put it in a nice dish, so it looks like you, uh, you know, <laughs> presented it well. And um, yes, I got pimento cheese and some charcuterie or whatever. We, got, Bobby, y'all went and got torchies, right? I'm remembering correctly. I might have had a couple <laughs> glasses of wine at that point. <laughs> Maybe you did. Um, <laughs> yes. So here's how I enter the story. Uh, I flew down. Uh, I don't remember my flight down, so it was pretty uneventful. No. Yes. Layovers. Uh, Pascal's. Yes. If you're going to lay over at Atlanta, go to Pascal's and get 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 the local food. So you do that. And, and what's the name of your uh, favorite bartender there? Oh, I don't have one at ATL. My favorite bartender is Sale at the Boston Logan. At what? What's uh, your name? Sale. Sale. <laughs> I was just hoping hoping you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's Barry. And I'd be like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the trouble with that at, uh, at Atlanta is there are so many Delta lounges. There are so many. There are two in some of the terminal Dang. and some of the concourses in. Yikes. The the trick in Atlanta is if you have a long layover to go out to the international terminal. Yeah. Even if you're not going to a lounge, it's just by far the nicest terminal. And there, there's a varsity there, so you can get your varsity experience, which is an Atlanta thing. Um, and there is a Delta Lounge there that has a deck, like a like a sky deck. You can be sort of outside next to the nice. planes, which is always fun. Nice. Anyway, arriving at... Uh, first I get in, I get my rental car... Uh, I get over to my aloft by the airport, very elegant hotel points, uh, that I get over to, uh, the house and I, I've been to the house before, so I know where I'm going and I let myself in and I am startled by Hillary saying hello and very frantically welcoming me into a very hot house while also being greeted by the cardboard cutout of Hillary in the corner. <laughs> I like to frighten my, uh. My my visitors, I do have a picture of both Phyllis and Christy by the cutout. 
<laughs> but no, it was great. We all had a good time. The heat wasn't as bad as we're making it sound. We did make a Torchies run. I almost hit another car in the Torchies parking lot as we were leaving. Good. Uh, I made Will come with me to help carry all the tacos. And uh, I was driving a, a Toyota. I don't know. What's the next size up on the SUVs? They didn't. I couldn't get a midsize SUV. Oh, this you, was had, my you had a forerunner, didn't you? Right. Yeah. Yes, I had a forerunner, and it drove like just a truck. Yeah. Like it just drove like a Toyota Tacoma yeah. with passenger seats. And so I was tooling around in it and being a little aggressive, but I I didn't hit anything in the end, so it was fine. Um, but it worked out that I got. I've always learned to just grab the biggest rental car I can that's not so ridiculously large that I don't want to drive it because inevitably people end up needing rides. Yeah. And I did. I was happy to do it because a bunch of our hotels were all kind of near each other. Yeah. For those of us who were in the airport district well, of Austin. Speaking of which, uh, Christy. <laughs> <laughs> Am I starting from this point? Well, or you I can start, start with when you, yeah, you know, we, we can weave in and out. Start from your beginning. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Oh, my beginning. My summer should be called three funerals and a virus. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would watch. Uh-huh. On uh, June 2nd, my dad said, um, if you want to see grandma, you need to go to Spokane right now. And so my sister and I drove to Spokane to say final goodbyes to my grandma because she was put on hospice. And it was sad. And she's like, I want to go. Please take me. I need to I need to be dead by now or whatever. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then we're like okay and it was sad and and then we left and then two days later my dad's like well your cousin died i'm like what what wait what and that wasn't um, the my... person i was expecting <laughs> right and um my 37 year old cousin um died of a heart attack randomly um he had just gotten out of prison he had had covid three times and was possibly doing drugs so who i mean like was it random yeah, I was I about know. to say, you're making it sound marginally less random. I don't right. mean to make light of the situation. <laughs> right. That's awful, but random yeah. is maybe not the word. So then we all descended back to, and I was like, and Grandma's still, you know, ticking along, telling everyone, I, like, it's time. I'm, like, I'm she told, Yeah, she told me, I'm knocking on God's door and he won't answer. <laughs> so, you know, just stuff like that. And, um... So I'm like, can can we just wait for his funeral? I mean, because we're gonna have to go back to Spokane very soon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, two for one, nope. <laughs> yeah, two for like, can we? And then my dad, who's the oldest child and the most responsible of the four kids, um, two of which are grown men that still live with the mother, um, he is taking care of all this business, and all of a sudden he's like, now I have to do this. So now he had to like get like go through the police report and like uh, the whole thing and get that body cremated and plan it like the whole thing um so on july 9th we went to his funeral and then it was mike's funeral and that's when i flew out um i that was a last minute decision because like hillary it was like the worst possible weekend because elliot had a one week camp with a one less than 24 hour turnaround to come home all the way from the Olympic Peninsula. I don't know if anyone knows where that is, but it's close. If you like Twilight, it's close by Forks. Um, do all the laundry, repack, and then drive back out to camp 
out that way again. And I wasn't there to product project manage this <laughs> situation, which then became its own situation. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so I, I was like, well, I really I'm back and forth. I like Hillary said, I'd have FOMO yeah. um, if I didn't go. And so same. I had miles paid for it. And then um, Phyllis like, oh, yeah, I'm staying at, at this hotel and I'm getting a car. So. While you're while I'm there and you're there, I'll definitely drive you. So I'm like, okay, I just have to do this. Um, so I flew in and we got to our hotel and it was an extended stay. Yeah, yeah. Is that the name yeah. of it? Um, and I saw Phyllis's room. It was great. It was fine. It was an extended stay, basic, you know. Um, I went to my room and it just okay. So, I, like I said earlier, I wore my biggest clothes, so I had. <laughs> pants <laughs> and a thick shirt on and it was fucking too hot to live in texas yes. so i'm like i have to go before we go over to hillary's i am gonna wash this sweat off and change and then go and so i didn't really notice the room you know real quick and then i came back that night and it was terrifying mm. there were cigarette burns in the comforter there were at least three bugs that i'm pretending that aren't roaches um there was like that that pink slime when you don't oh, clean yes. the shower all over so was it was it mold or was it blood that they couldn't get off <laughs> oh, god um, there were definitely smells coming in because people live there right like extended stay so someone was cooking something that was disgusting um there was noises the door barely closed my door barely closed or opened i just tried to sleep on top of the bed like i wouldn't get under the covers and just kind of laid there till morning and then uh, and i just laid there like i can't stay here another night i just can't be here and so i just um found i found another hotel room which um coincidentally ended up being where meredith was staying so that was perfect um yeah so that next morning i packed up as soon as i could (laughs) and i went and i said i'm checking out i'm checking out a day early and he was like oh okay so i owe you a you know i owe you money back and i was like oh i didn't even think about getting money back i just needed to get the fuck out yeah totally like it was really bad that at least Um, that you got that i mean even though it was a nightmare situation at least yeah and the hotel the new hotel was like, oh my gosh, it was like night and day difference. It was only $20 more a night. And you're like, lap of luxury. Here oh, my- I oh, I forgot to tell you, the carpet was like sticky and moist Ooh. somehow. And so I just, I had taken off my socks and shoes to like change into my sandals. And I was like, oh, oh no. Repulsive. It was so disgusting. And so moving to this next one, it was so amazing. Um, but yeah, I ate pimento cheese at Hillary's. I had torchies, <laughs> some queso. Okay, wait. Some queso. So should we, cheese should... makes it better. It does. Okay, so should we flash forward to the actual memorial? Yes. Okay, yes. so the memorial was at the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center, which is um, it is obviously hot as shit when we were there, but it, during the springtime, it is really lovely. Um, it was the memorial was held in this like a little. It was a small space but it was like a little event kind of space um and they had pictures of mike kind of rotating on a big screen and it was you know really sweet there was the picture of that i love of of mike and 
Elliot looking at each other. Yeah. That one's just, it's like, oh, the best. all timer. Yeah, it is. It totally is. And it was, um, you know, they had a little bar. They had a mimosa. And I'm like, I'm, I'm heading on over there. <laughs> Here we go. Um, and, but when we were walking in, so Phyllis and Christy and I rode together. And then who was there right when we got there was uh, Mr. Luke Burbank. In he was very nice. We had a nice, nice talk. But he was in a full suit. This was not like a full suit kind of situation. He looked nice, but like it was literally a hundred degrees and he was in mm-hmm. a very dark suit. Um, well, this is a man with, who wore a With a the suit. collar popped. Don't forget <laughs> oh, that. <God. laughs> Only one shirt or was he like double shirting it? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Cool we should kids. look at the picture. But remember, this is a guy who wore a suit for an entire year yes. because... He yeah, did not because. have any extra shirts on to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> Only one shirt. <laughs> yeah. okay. Only a shirt. Um, so yeah, it was like, uh, there weren't that many people there, honestly, which did make me happy that I, I went because like maybe 30. Yeah, it wasn't, there wasn't a ton. Um, Emily was there, obviously Colin, um, Emily's parents were there. Um, Luke, Matt Baca, who I never met before was there and his kids, um, and they were like doing a little travel around Texas. He was, I was sort of nervous to meet him because my only interaction with him a long time ago was odd to say the least. Um, <laughs> and he was so nice, like such a nice guy, really like a sweetheart. Um, we got, we got lucky because there was a big hero six screening in town. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, there were like drinks and food and then, um, some short kind of speeches that, people the guy i can't what's that bobby what's that guy rick name? yeah rick rick from the yep. um from the uh radio station in san diego that mike used to call into and sometimes i guess co-host or guest host on mm-hmm. some of those shows he spoke and was funny and then luke spoke and was was i thought he did a good job i mean he kind of mm-hmm. te- he teared up and i don't know i thought it was luke was a good speaker like that like that's when you're like mm-hmm. oh shit, yeah they're yeah. professional speakers yeah, like it was good at this uh matt spoke and was sweet it was just it was a nice event and it was about three hours long um it was it was short but it was it it was nice i mean i i think everybody had a nice time it was almost like a weird wedding reception where you're like you know it was it was less sad, I thought, than it was just sort of like a celebration of him, which was mm-hmm. and nice. And somebody said, like, Mike is both, like, they, how did they put it? Like, he did both so much more and so much less with his life. Like, if you had met him when he was young, you would think, oh, he's going to be this something. But then he got caught up in all of this trouble or whatever, but he actually made a lot of his life for what? the circumstances he found himself in or he had put himself in. Um, so I, I thought it was really, really nice. Um, and then from there, um, Phyllis and Luke, I think went to the airport cause they were flying out that day and then it was just the remainder of us. So we went to Kirby lane, which is where mm-hmm. Mike and Bobby and I had been, uh, with our, uh, Mike, Bobby and I had gone a number of times and, uh, what's it? Yeah, was it before or after then? Wait, was it the pool before then? The pool's before then, yes? Before, yeah. Okay, right. Before. I did drag them to the pool. I did drag I had to. (laughs) I had to. We were looking for things to do. Obviously, we don't hang around my stupid air-conditionless house. So we went to the pool. We had some drinks. Um, I thought it was fun. And then, yes, we went to Kirby Lane. And it was delicious as usual, right? I thought. Um, Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, And then... (laughs) So 
in going back to Boston, I was like, okay, so my flight gets in at three. I had, there was a nine o'clock direct flight. I was like, great, this is perfect. This works out. I like don't have to wake up psychotically early, but like it's, and I didn't have to check a bag or anything. I had all of my, I just had a backpack with me and my fanny pack. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be easy peasy. Great. So we all go back to our various places. I was, I always get a little bit nervous before flying an early, it wasn't even that early, but a morning flight. I had set my alarm for five because I was like, all right, I need to get up. I, I need to make sure the house is like an order before I leave it. I had done a lot the night before. Thank God, because I woke up a little bit early. I woke up at like four 30 and my flight to Boston had been canceled at 1255 <gasps> no. uh, that night. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And like, again, Dave would have been fine, but I, I was like, I don't want to delay that. You know, it's just, it's like, I'm the one that did this trip and I'm like, I'm going to fuck it up for everybody. And they had rebooked me, but it was like this weirdo, like it was start. it left at like seven ten. And it went through Miami to Boston. And I was like, okay, first of all, that's not going to work because I can't go to Miami. Like, I can't, I'm not doing that. So I, I looked around as I'm brushing my teeth. I'm looking on the... She has, she has warrants, <laughs> is what she's yes, saying. exactly. I can't go to she Florida. She can never go back to Miami. <laughs> no. Can't so show I, my face there. <laughs> so I go to... I'm, like, on the American app. And as you were talking, I'm like, this isn't going to work. So I look, and there's a flight, like, that leaves 15 minutes later... It goes through Dallas, and then the layover is, I don't know, like an hour and a half or something. And I get into Boston like 30 minutes later than I was scheduled to go on my direct. I was like, okay, I can make this work. The only problem was there has been all this stuff about the Austin airport being really bad as far as security goes. You know, it's like, it's okay, but you need to give yourself a lot of time. You need to give yourself a lot of time. And I'm like, fuck, like, I don't have that much time. I, I don't have to check a bag, but, you know, I'm free. This is when I'm freaking out. I luckily get a lift. Like, I, I get one blessedly, and I get to the airport. There's so much traffic by the airport, and I, like, when you're pulling up, and I'm like, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. And so, th- at this point, I think it's six. And my flight leaves at 720, which normally it's like, whatever, no big deal. But I was like, you know, who knows how long security is going to take? My heart is beating so fast. And I get through and I got through in five minutes. Like, it was not a big deal <laughs> nice. at all. It was like, I'm here and I'm about to board. I mean, I, I didn't have, I like to have, I realize that I actually kind of like an airport. Like, no, I don't want to hang out all the time, but I don't mind you know, we've talked about it. Like, I don't mind stretching my legs in the airport and Mm-mm. getting a drink, getting a coffee or whatever. But this was a little bit more, you know, I've got to, uh, I got to, like, just get to the plane. So from there, it was fine. That was just, like, waking up and seeing that email was, like, heart attack inducing. I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Um, anyway, so then my trip went on there. Um, Christy and Bobby, how were your trips home? <laughs> Mine, mine was boring. I mean, I just returned my rental car, um, flew flew home. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, had a, I, had a, I had another long layover. In this is the the one problem with Albany flying out of Albany is that it's just two flights to absolutely everywhere, yeah. even yeah. places it goes direct. And my choices were all you know Atlanta or Detroit, basically with my Delta loyalty. So I I ended up with like a three hour layover in Atlanta. Um, but you again, went to the terrace, you know, didn't you? I, yeah, exactly. I went out on the deck. I had a glass of bourbon. Uh, I had a meal. You know, it, it was fine. Um, you, you just have to release desire on 
on those days. You just have to just it's, embrace yes. embrace it. Yes. It is what it is. Yes. I got my flight attendants chocolates, even though I had already been upgraded to first class. Like, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It's a good life. Yeah. Um, Christy, how was your reentry? Um so um my flight was later in the day, I think three, and Will was on my flight or trying to be on my flight. And so we're like, oh, let's like go around Austin because I had only been there the one time for the TBTL event. And I'm so sad I wasn't there to like, I know, actually, (laughs) I know it was so good. And we're like, okay, great. We had these amazing breakfast burritos at a place Hillary had recommended. And then we're like, let's just walk around downtown. And then we fucking remembered that it's 95 <laughs> degrees and we're not used to that. And so um, he was like, we need water. Like we, we found like a Trader Joe's and like down some water. And like, let's just go back to the car and see this town from the, the air conditioned <laughs> car. Um, so that, that was cool. Um, got to the airport. We got this. Um, Will taught me about this other stuff. What is it called? Salsa Doma? Oh, Doña. Salsa Doña. Doña. Um, it's so good. So we had to get that. From Taco Deli. Home. Oh, it's just fucking yep. good. Um, and, you know, everything went fine. Will, like, randomly brought me up um, two little bottles of vodka. So that was nice. <laughs> but it was after the drink. I had already, like, the drink thing. So I'm like, am I going to drink this drink? Like, <laughs> Mine I took know. shots. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, thank you. Um, and then got home. Everything was fine. I took the light rail, which is an ordeal. And then everything was fine until Wednesday. I was working and um, I came out. I think it was, like, at one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Jeremy's like, why is your face all flush? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Does it like feel hot or whatever? And so I'm like, I'm just going to take, I'm going to take a COVID test. Cause I had been taking one since leaving Spokane for, from my cousin's funeral. Cause no one was wearing masks. I was, but no one else was. So I'm like, I'm going to be careful. I don't want to give anyone that I'm going to be seeing this month <laughs> anything. So I was taking them every single day. Um, and I, and I had taken one that morning and it was negative, took one at two o'clock and I was like, Oh shit. Oh, <laughs> <Christy>. <laughs> Fucking positive. And Jeremy thought I was joking because I just like turned around and I'm like, oh no. And he's like, yeah, right. And I'm like, point. and he's like, fuck. And he like hurried and put a mask on. <laughs> and I put a mask on. And then um, I felt bad. Like there's a chat of all the people going to Austin. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm patient zero. If I-. And like at the pool, we're like, Hey, try this drink. It's good. Like <laughs> passing around, the, I'm like playing all of that back in my mind, like eating the chips that were like biting, it, like double dipping, like all of that is like replaying in my I, mind. I want to just note that I did not share drinks or double dip. I, you people are crazy. <laughs> well, you did by association. If yes. you ate any of that dip, yes, uh. yeah, you can't be too careful. Nope. And um, so yeah, I. Then I immediately got online and got that medication, Paxlovid, but I had, I couldn't pick it up until the next day. I never, okay, so I felt really, really sick for the first two days. Um, And then I started the medication and felt, okay, the worst is like the fatigue. Bobby said he even has that. So the brain fog and the fatigue are still haunting me. Um. I couldn't sleep, but also because I thought I was going to die the entire time. Like, I'm like, it, 
and I didn't even have like breathing problems. I'm like, I'm just going to die if I go to sleep. And, um, but the side effect of that medication, and maybe I shouldn't say it because it will make people not take it, but it feels like something died in your mouth. Like the entire time, the entire five days that you take it, mine, it tasted like I was melting aspirin on my tongue gross! and had a mouthful of pennies. And so I just was like sucking on, um, Jolly Ranchers and Werther, like anything, and mm. it was so bad. Ah, now we're not making fun of Werther. No, right? And I tried I see to eat, how it is. I tried to eat regular stuff, and now like I ate one of my favorite Chinese um, food places. This dish that I really like, crispy um, garlic eggplant, and I don't think I can ever eat that again. Oh no! Because it like tasted rotten for days in my mouth. That that taste. That taste. Ugh, yeah bummer but luckily knock on wood no one in our group got sick no jeremy also knock on wood has not tested positive we just instantly like i stayed upstairs in my room we we're both wearing masks yeah. um yesterday was my so if i did the cdc calculator if you don't have any fevers you can leave your house with a mask after seven days so i finally left the house just drove around <laughs> yesterday to do it um but it also says do not travel or um be around people without a mask until the 30th um like 10 days later so we're still masking and you know what it's hot it's hot in this house wearing a mask is oh, the worst. Oh, that sucks <laughs> yeah that sucks yeah so that was my so covid adventure so am i the only person who didn't know that you got covid until yeah, right probably. this moment. <laughs> oh, you didn't know. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, right. Anne's not in the um because we're going I didn't yeah. I didn't right. affect, infect you, so <laughs> I just I didn't yeah. I have to confess. And because because you guys sent me you posted a couple of pics in our regular chat and then there was no other communication about anything, so obviously I knew that you guys had a separate chat and I couldn't figure out if i felt grateful that you were being considerate and like well we'll just not bug her since she's not a part of this or if i felt really left out because i knew that there was something that i was being excluded from on purpose well and honestly most of it was not like we're having such a good time isn't this amazing it was like okay we're gonna go here does anyone am's not here do we need something from h-e-b Anybody? H-E-B? Yeah. Anybody? Like that? Was- What's your order from Whataburger? <laughs> well, like stuff like I, that. That's why I say that I don't know how I feel about it because I totally understand that and I didn't need all those communications. But still, <laughs> it was a weird feeling knowing yes. that all my friends were communicating and <laughs> oh. leaving me out. Oh, no. And yes. That, so I, th- I know that it's no one's fault and all this stuff, but I still felt a lot of shame by getting it. Oh, I mean, and I, oh, Christy, yeah, I, I understand. Have, yeah. I have contract contact traced it to the bitch that sat next to me on the plane <laughs> there. Cause she was like high maintenance. We were sitting in like the bulkhead. So she didn't have so and she like ate the entire time. She was the, 
like I had a mask on the whole time and the lady next to her did, but she was like eating, like had multiple meals. I mean, it's only like a three hour, <laughs> three and a half hour flight. She was having me hold stuff. Like she would like get two glasses of wine and have me hold that. And then she had a broken ankle. So anytime she had to get up to go to the bathroom, which seemed to be a lot of times, um, can you hold this? Can you hold that? And then just like coughing into her shirt. Oh um, God. Cool. And, I took off uh, when I first got on before she started her coughing fit. I had bought a scone in honor of Mike and was eating it. And then I drank one ginger ale and that, that did me in. Yeah. yeah. It had to be because no one else is infected. No one else from either of the funerals. So I, I told everyone in Spokane, I have it. No one had it. We like, heard it. Yeah. I, that had to be some- the lady from temple. <laughs> you know so much about her. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. I don't. I know what you mean about the guilt, though, because mm-hmm. even though I, as far as I know, am COVID free since I tested negative six times after mm-hmm. LA at Christmas, and I did get so sick after I came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just I felt awful, like I did something wrong. I know. Yeah, it's hard to not when you're outside of it. You're like, I mean. especially now it's so pervasive that it's like whatever but i i imagine it feels so personal to you that you feel Mm -hmm. so bad especially when you're going to like a funeral or whatever you know where you're just like i just imagine giving it to everybody like emily's mom or something you're like right um well it was just a a moment here from the group chat so that ann gets a taste of what she missed (laughs) meredith we are ready whenever hillary come over we'll be there in five men me, Christy, you good? I can get moving in a min here. <laughs> Meredith, she's with us. Me, I'll be there in five. <laughs> Meredith, tell us what you want from Waterburger. <laughs> Hillary, you I'm went good, to Waterburger, <laughs> but, I, but I have towels. Uh, me, I, I, I. How much seltzer? What kind do we have? We are figuring out what else we should pick up. Hillary, we have a twelve-pack variety pack and grapefruit. Me, excellent. Meredith. Will, what do you want from what want a burger? <laughs> you have three minutes to decide. Will, no, thank you. I yield the balance of my time. Then somebody created a poll in the chat to ask him what he wanted. And answers included cats that like to swim, dignity, and youthful exuberance. Uh, yes, that was that so, was the planning. I would have liked really? to be able to vote in that poll. <laughs> <laughs> dignity. We can make another one. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, it was I as chaotic as it was. I I'm glad I went. I would have been really sad had I not been there. And I got to diagnose the air conditioning so Dave could call the guy so he could be there the Monday after we arrived. Um, All right. So the final sort of bit of my travel and I promise I'll be done soon. I did make it up to um, Boston to Boston Logan Airport. And I um. Dave picked Just me stop up. it and say hi to sale. I, I did not. I'm sorry. I don't have the privileges. Um, I, I, Dave picked me up. Um, and the only problem with me coming in like 30 minutes later is I was out by like four and Bobby going on 93 South, um, at four in on a Monday. Is, yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Not fun. It took us about two hours to get to the house and Barnstable. I realized that like that's a one I can really dig in with Barnstable. I'm like Barnstable. Bon- Barnstable. Barnstable. Um, the house was nice. Luckily, it did have air conditioning because let me tell you something. It is cooler in the Boston area than it is here. 
but much like Seattle, there is a lack of air conditioning in certain places. Um, so I was like, melt. I'm like, I'm so hot. But our house was nice and had air conditioning. We went to the beach. We were close to a nice beach. Um, and then, you know, we went to Chatham, which is lovely. We went to the Chatham Bars Inn, which I, is a lovely hotel. I looked up, like, the room rates, and it's $1,300 a night. So I will not be staying there, Jeez. but it is, it is really nice. We had a drink. I had two drinks. Um, and uh, Wednesday, we went to Provincetown, which I love. And that was the only kind of bummer of the trip was, um, I, I mean, I, I'm going to, you know, tell people how to do geography. But, like, Cape Cod is like an arm, and Barnstable is, like, kind of in the tricep area of, yeah. of it yeah. um and provincetown is like if you were sticking your middle finger up into the like it's the tippy you know if you were making a uh you know if, you're, if, muscles, if you if you've got a ticket to the gun show yes barnstable's on right on the tricep on the top there and p-town is your knuckles yes yes exactly yeah so it's a little bit of a drive but we went up there and i love it there i and i really wanted to buy a piece of art because there's some really cool galleries there but it was really hot that day, and we did – the kids were, like – I could tell they were a little bit flush, and we went in to, like, get some water. And it was just one of those tiny little shops at, that has absolutely no air conditioning. It was just, like, okay. So Andy, my brother-in-law, luckily had also – we had taken two cars. He took the kids back to the place, and Dave and I had a couple of drinks and, you know, then drove back. And um, I accidentally trespassed – not really. I knew where I was going – on the Kennedy <laughs> compound – Accidentally. <laughs> well, I was like, I'm going to walk because usually I've driven and it's like no cars down here. And I kind of sauntered down. I went down this road and some mean, well, not mean, just a lady was at the end. She was like, turn around, turn around. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, so that was cool. And in that area, Hyannisport and Barstable, it's just, I, I even though it was hot and even though I always tell Dave, I, I really have no desire to actually live in. Boston or um, the Boston area. I do love the Cape in the summer. It is very like what you think of some, you know, it's this idyllic uh, Cape houses and the beach. And we had, we had a really, really nice time. And then um, Dave and Bridget flew out Saturday morning to Austin. And I knew Rory was going to be like fuming because we had to fly back to Dallas because the minivan was in Dallas. Um, and so I was like, all right, so our flight left kind of on the earliest side uh, we got into Dallas around 11.45 on Saturday, and the original plan was for me to stay in Dallas and for us to stay in Dallas and then drive back on Sunday morning. And as soon as I got off the plane, I was like, no, I'm not. I can't. I'm not doing that. And I, my dad picked us up, and I said, Dad, I have to go home. I have to go home. I cannot unpack my bag one more time. I can't, like, get my toiletries out and, you know, and then repack them in the morning, repack all of Rory's bullshit in the morning. I was like, I got to go. So I stayed in Dallas for about an hour and a half, got in the car, and I drove, like, 90 miles an hour down 35. I was like, I don't (laughs) care. I just got to get home. And, Anne, I had you in my brain. I got home. I, like, did not pass go. I went upstairs and I, and luckily we had done all the laundry. So like the laundry was done and I was like, I am unpacking all everything. I don't even want to have any trace that I was on vacation. I want the suitcase (laughs) to be away. I want everything to be done. And I blissfully woke up in my bed on Sunday morning. And and it feels so good. You know, you don't have the suitcase hanging over you. I don't have the suitcase hanging over me. And I'm glad I did the drive because I know that if I had woken up on Sunday in my bedroom in Dallas, I would have been like, 
do this goddamn drive. And Sundays suck on 35 because there's just more people traveling on it. So I'm back, baby. I'm sort of back to normal-ish. I know. Man, we're back. We're back. (laughs) With who knows God knows what, but we're back. Christy, when you were talking about the lady that you sat next to who gave you COVID, that bitch, (laughs) bitch. I, I remembered a random airplane story of my own i'm not sure if it's interesting or not but what the hell um so on my flight out there was a lady sitting in my seat when i got on oh and it was just a little mistake because we were both on the aisles just i was in 11c and she was in 11d and she just got the wrong side of the aisle and so i politely uh, politely i politely said "Oh, oh i believe this is my seat not you know, not knowing the whole aisle thing yet. And she was all very flustered and she was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Move. I'm sitting there. And I was like, Oh, well I can sit there. That's fine. No, no, I can sit. And I didn't know if the guy sitting in 11 B was her husband, Mm. maybe. And they, he wasn't, she was just very embarrassed. I think that she sat in the wrong seat. So anyway, I got in my rightful seat. She got in her rightful seat. And then who should come along to sit next to her? But one of the hottest men I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <laughs> and let's think he looked like Jake Gyllenhaal, kind of like in his Prince of Persia oh my God. phase with the slightly longer hair. And she hit on him so hard (laughs) the whole flight like if i'd been sitting in that seat nothing would have come of it because i would have said hello how are you and then i would have kept to myself because i don't talk to strangers but oh my god she was into him and i learned all about (laughs) both of them and he's a sales rep for one of those like weird it's a sleep hydration product so i guess something you drink before you go to bed like melatonin lace yeah i don't know all of that but it was so funny to listen to her go after him and he was very like polite and non-committal because she was all like oh so um so what are your plans for tonight? And he was like, oh, I think I'm probably you know, just going to go home. And she's like, oh, not like go to a bar. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. And I wasn't even there. Oh I know. God. I know. It was it was so embarrassing to listen to her. But she tried so hard. He just wasn't into it. And I had my ear crooked the whole entire time. But he really was very good looking oh you're like i get it girl like i get it but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely oh. i never would have tried in the first place because he was way out of my league but she gave it a Shoot go your shot yep oh god traveling yeah i'm worried about these shirtless pictures of jake Hall are gonna do to my <laughs> seo <laughs> don't be worried oh, just, good okay. go with just it. accept it <laughs> oh and i do have a sad news i was supposed to be going to minnesota and i would get to go to the minnesota state fair what it's the day my grandma's funeral oh christy <laughs> i know it's I been was like, so excited this is like charlie brown with the football or lucy with the football like it just yes. keeps getting pulled away from i know me. yeah your football's a giant cheese curd <laughs> well i was supposed to go in 2000 2020 was the big year that like my family we were all gonna go to to the Minnesota State Fair and we know how that turned out. Mm-hmm. 
Christy, I told my mom you were coming, and she said, I oh, I'd really like to meet Christy. Can I, I have her I over for dinner? Oh, I want that so bad. <laughs> and I'm so annoyed because that was going to be the off-site, like, fun employee event that we were going to do. So I'm like, two days. I was flying in early, a day early. So I'm like, I can do the fair with Anne, mm-hmm. then do all day, and then do the team building thing fair again. But then the dudes are like, I don't feel comfortable being um, at the fair. But if you go play top golf, I'm in. Uh. I'm like, ugh. So I'm kind of not a sad. I'm missing a part. Oh, no. Yeah. Not the top golf. <laughs> I mean, you can go to top golf in literally any major metropolitan exactly. city. That is stupid. Exactly. So I'm sadly not going there because my dad tried, but it was the only day until September that they could do a funeral. Boo. She'll still be dead. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Boo. We'll get there. One of these days, we'll get there. I want to go. Yeah, we should just plan a big one. 2023. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. TC outing. Yeah. Yep. I'm in. I mean, mean, we know the dates of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We probably can't afford a stall at the fair, but maybe we could just set up a live recording table like right (laughs) next to the fair. (laughs) Like we could just record it in the back of a rental van (laughs) in the parking lot at the fair. Yes. (laughs) We'll do it. We'll do it. Or do it. Only murders in the building. Yeah, like, like do there are murders in the building style where we just, we just hold a phone up. Yeah, we just have it going all the time. I hate yeah. to say it, but I don't think we'd be able to get rid of the background noise. Yes. No, I don't think so. No, that's spackle, right? <laughs> Audio spackle. Yeah, yeah, it's ambiance. Okay. <laughs> Tishi Emin for that. Tishi Emin. The sound of us splitting a giant bucket of overflowing cookies. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited about those cookies. <laughs> Speaking of audio speckle, another helicopter is coming down over the apartment right now. So good. Well, with that, um, y'all, we're all good. We got our, we got our summer yeah. stories out. Right. Mine's so uneventful. I rented a car. It was fine. Although I've been through the rental car hell and we did this last time I was in Austin when my brakes failed. Oh, right, just right. Randomly. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That's like, worse. Right. And so uh, I had to get them to tow the And they didn't want to tow it. They were like, can you get it back to the airport? Right. I was like, fuck you. No, the brakes are gone. <laughs> I, I came to a rolling stop in traffic and got lucky nobody hit me. Um so I've been through that, but no, this trip is so uneventful for me. I mean, other than the massive amounts of sadness and crying and <laughs> pretending not to cry at Mike's well, memorial. Well, you know, there is that. But, Whatever. Feel your emotions. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I went to New York for a, for a day on business and was out having dinner with an 87-year-old composer, 88-year-old composer, getting hand-boned with this guy, which was amazing, <laughs> as Christy was messaging us to say she has COVID. like... <laughs> Fuck. There's a decent shot I just gave this octogenarian COVID, yeah. but turns out we're all fine. We're so all good. worked out great. Yep. He just uh, let his hearing aids fell out and tell me about how much money he made the 70s writing jingles. Ooh. So, oh, you know, my grandma ate her hearing aid because it fell out and she thought it was a piece of popcorn. Oh my God. <laughs> and then she was like, well, I'm going to die anyways. I might as well not pay for a new one. Oh. I like your style. Yeah, we'll that's the way I want to go. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's yep. it. All right. So the question of the week inspired uh, by Jack, what's your one favorite travel tip? One. 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 <laughs> Oon. Travel tip. Ah, uh, travel tip. 
I think I'm going to yield answering. Yeah, I'm going to give my answer next week because I one is tough. I know. Just you got to think. Well, about you it, don't though. have to give one because yeah. you're one of the hosts. Yeah. But That's the listeners true. have to give one because one. we can't read paragraphs of. I mean, your travel tips are probably great. We just can't handle them yeah. all. That'll be the next show, the full next show. Pre-check. Um, I know. Clear. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Lounge I know. access. I know. All right. We're moving on to she, she Recommends. Um, I actually want to get off the show because I want to continue watching it. Um, so mm-hmm. let's go. It's The Last Movie Stars. Um, it's about Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. Oh, right. It's it on HBO Max. Um, I watched the first two and change. There's six episodes which at first I was kind of like okay that's a lot but um it so far it really um you know is filling it out it's it's directed by Ethan Hawke it's clearly done a lot of it's done um earlier in the pandemic because he's interviewing different actors Steve's on as an actor that he, I was like oh Steve nice. there he is um but they're all kind of interviewing via zoom um the setup is is that Paul Newman had hired a biographer to record all this stuff, all of his musings and interview people. And then in like a fit of, I don't, I haven't quite gotten there yet, but in a fit of madness or something, he burned all of the tapes, but the guy had transcribed them. So he has uh, George Clooney and Laura Linney read the parts of uh, Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. And then other people read different, you know, different characters in their life, like Gore Vidal, who was their best friend. And anyway, talking all about that, the one takeaway that I have from it so far, well, one, I really, like, I obviously know who Joanne Woodward is, totally. But, like, I don't think I've really ever seen her in anything before them. Um, I've never seen The Three Faces of Eve, which is what she won her Oscar for. But she was sort of the better, seen as the better actor of the two of them. And she was almost more famous than he was when they first got together. And then he just, like, blew up. And God damn, he was so hot. I mean, he was so, when you're watching him, you're just like, wow, he is so good looking. But the thing that I thought was really, and of course, this is what I'm going to take from it is, um, you know, as I was growing up, it was like, oh, this is like the, you know, they're the married couple that has lasted in Hollywood. Like, oh, which I think puts like a vanilla sheen over people where you're like, oh, they're just this married couple and they're so lovely together. Okay. First of all, I don't know that, um, he was married when they got together and they basically had an affair for five years. So that is a thing. Dirty dog. Yeah. They also were apparently for their entire marriage, extremely horny for each other. They extremely like explicitly like having sex in public and making out their kids were like, we would always find them making out places. Anyway, it was just something that I, I think of them as being, I don't know, just like an old married couple. And you know, they were, but they were also very hot for each other, which I, that was kind of fun. Um, and anyway, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I love, obviously I love old Hollywood stuff. So I recommend it so far. Okay. You wanna... yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I will watch it because I finally had the helicopter was getting aggressive. Uh, <laughs> the garden view studios is very close to Albany med. And uh, uh, that's great for if I ever do anything stupid, yeah. but um, I would say at least every hour or so there's a helicopter coming or going. Um, the windows are usually closed, so it's not usually a big deal, but, uh, as I'm airing out the apartment tonight, I'm getting that, uh, beautiful helicopter cross breeze. Well, nice. You don't know if it's the SWAT team coming to get you is the problem. I'm, if it was an episode of cops, they'd be knocking. Yes. <laughs> right. You can get involved with the show at this show has everything.com. You can find us on Facebook at this show has everything, which is where we have the best interaction 
with our listeners and friends. You can find us on Twitter when I remember to post it at Tishi Show. You can email us at tshishow at gmail.com where you can send us a voice memo and we will probably air it. You can fax me your travel tips at 617-354-8513. And I think I've mentioned this before, but I don't know how long that fax line is going to last. No, we have to get a new one. Because as we roll things down on on Viva, I'm probably eventually going to port the main line over to like a free number and then lose. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's the one thing that sets us apart from other <laughs> podcasts. Is Although that we have a fax so line. The Dan Levitard show today was talking about installing a fax line. So I think that they've caught on to how cool it is to have a fax number. Ugh, we're getting another one. We'll find a way. Don't worry. Right. We'll work on it. Maybe we'll have to get one of those um, uh, Morse code thingies next. <laughs> or a ham radio. I was going to say ham radio. <laughs> uh, and until then... That was everything about our various travels the last couple of weeks. We're back, baby. <laughs> Feels good. It does. <laughs> Reunited. I missed you guys. So